Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Hey, uh, I'm going to kind of be a little bit more mellow than I was yesterday on our episode. Yesterday, I got a little pointed because I was just really, really uh, charged about what I was sharing. Uh, so if you, you didn't have an opportunity to listen to that, definitely go back. But today, a little softer, <laughs> but I do want to share with you... Um, something I've been thinking about for quite some time, and it's about relationships. Uh, Relationships provide us with a ton of material on understanding our thinking and changing our thinking and actually seeing different kinds of relationships in our life. So when we talk about changing your thinking to change your life, uh, relationships provide a lot of our curriculum for growth, okay? So today I want to talk about the difference between egocentric relationships and soul-centric relationships. As we go through, I want you to examine some of your most important relationships that you have. So these are, of course, any significant relationships you have. So uh, a significant other, uh, family, uh, especially children, Uh, friends that have been around that have turned into family. Uh, Also people you spend a a lot of time with, you know, we sometimes joke, uh, you have a work wife or a work husband, right? So somebody you spend a lot of time with. Examine these relationships as I go through and describe these two and ask yourself, which one would they be in? Okay. Now I'm not asking you to make changes right now. I'm just asking you to understand. All right. Okay, so what is an egocentric relationship? Okay, an egocentric relationship, <laughs> I, 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 this term, oh, you complete me, right? This understanding that this person has to, they're, they're my better half, right? I, I wouldn't be as good without them. And this uh, underlying tone of, I'm not a complete whole individual without you, Okay. That's ego-centered, okay? Ego-centric relationships are also based on conditional love. So for example, uh, if you act a certain way, I will show you appreciation and acknowledgement. If you, um, you know, don't act a certain way, I will withhold that from you. If you do the things that I told you to do, I'm going to, um, you know, like you and show you that, that affection. If you don't, I won't, right? That's conditional love. So for example, I'll hang out with you as long as you are happy. But if you have some sort of problem, issue, or challenge, I can't handle that. So I'm not going to hang out with you. That's conditional love. That's egocentric. Um, egocentric relationships also kind of try to make the other person fit into your fantasy, right? So this is what we often find with people who are, um, first married or in a committed relationship and, uh, they haven't talked about things in marriage counseling, like who's going to do your, your household chores, right? Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, you're, you, you grow up in one house, the other person grows up in a different house and you have these expectations based on what you grew up with and you just assume that that's how it's going to be. 
when in reality, that might not be how it is, right? Um, for example, maybe your father was a, a financial manager and so he took care of all of the finances because that, you know, he could do that in his sleep. And maybe the person that you get together with, the mother was the one who handled everything because maybe she had a degree in economics, right? And when you get together, you know, each one thinks that either them or someone else is going to be, you know, expected to take care of the finances. Well, you're trying to make that person fit into your fantasy of what you think life should be, when in reality, you guys need to work that out, right? Or saying, um, you know, uh, if, if you study Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages, that's really great in a relationship. But if, let's say you receive love through gifts, but yet the, the person you're with loves to show love through, through acts of service. So maybe that person is loving you through doing all of these acts of service, but you're, it's not fitting your fantasy of, yeah, but I want a gift, right? But you never tell them that. that that's being egocentric. And also, you know, kind of going along with some of those things is that an egocentric relationship tries to limit the bad things. And if you, if you have anything that's bad, then there's something wrong with your relationship, right? So limiting the bad means that you have a good relationship. So you can't bring any, you know, quote unquote, negative things like, you know, uh, negative emotions into the relationship. Uh, because that means you're going to have a bad relationship. Okay. So think about that before we move on. Uh, who would you include in your egocentric relationships? Who matches that description? And also remembering it takes two to tango. So, you know, there you, you have a part to play in this as well. Okay, and now what about the soul-centric relationship? So this is like a higher level of awareness, okay? The soul-centric relationship is where two whole individuals come together. So these two individuals are whole, meaning that they don't need another person. Uh, there's nothing I need from another person. I don't need safety. I don't need security. I don't need your income. Uh, I, I'm a whole individual that can take care of myself and another whole individual that can take care of themselves coming together for mutual benefit. They are both sovereign, meaning that they, uh, they know who they are. They know what they're about. They know what they like and dislike. They have boundaries uh, and they can come together to mutually support and respect one another and know that uh, I don't need your approval. It's great if I have it, but I don't need it. Uh, I don't need your income. It's great if we can pool our resources together, but I don't need it, right? So whole individuals. And it's unconditional love. I'm going to love you no matter what you say and what you do. I was watching a show not too long ago, and uh, one of the guys uh, knew that knew that the, the woman character was really struggling um, kind of with some self-image stuff, and uh, she'd had a lot of abandonment in her life. And he said, listen, I have been around, and I don't know, he quoted how many years, and he said, I'm not going anywhere. When you decide that you are deserving of love, I'm here, but I'm not going anywhere. And I thought, oh, 
what a beautiful example of unconditional love, right? And then, uh, you know, it's a, a joyful exploration of all the places where you're blocked, you're wounded, and you're limited. So when two whole healthy individuals come together, you can be with another person and say, you know, a, a I love that idea of a joyful exploration, right? So I, I have some friends like this where we get, we get together and something pops up and, you know, somebody will say something and you're like, oh, did you notice what you just said? And, you know, you just ask, you know, would you like to explore that? And in that relationship, usually the answer is, yeah, let's just take a minute. Okay, let me think about that. Oh, yes. Okay. I get where that's coming from. So, you know, I've had that too, where I've been in a conversation with someone and I've said something and they're like, can I, can I just offer you this? And then they, they pair it back my words to me and I'm like, oh, you're right. I did say the word should. Okay. Let me, let me think about that. Right. And so it's this joyful exploration. So it's not like you have to be fixed. You're not broken, right? You're whole. And you realize that there are things to work on. And this relationship allows you to do that in a way where it's a safe space. You're valued, you're respected, you're, it's an exploration. So you get to decide, am I going to change this or am I not? You never have to, but you get to, right? Um, there's kindness and accountability. So there is an incredible kindness, but the accountability is important too. So when you're in a soul centric relationship, especially if you have stepped over the boundaries uh, of another person, which honestly, if you have two or more people uh, at any point, you know, you can step over someone's boundary and then that person can say, oh, you've, you've, you've reached my boundary. I actually really don't like that. And normally the other person goes, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that was your boundary. Great, let's, let's you know, make a, make a change, right? And so it's this dance of life and this kindness and accountability, which brings growth in your relationship, okay? Now, these kinds of relationships, the egocentric and the soul-centric happen everywhere. It's not just, you know, with your significant other, it's, it's, it's everywhere, including in the workplace, right? I mean, think about that. You probably have a lot of egocentric relationships in the workplace, don't you? If you do this, I'm going to be happy with you. I hear that a lot from people who have bosses that are low-level awareness, right? And we want to, you know, really just examine, right, and make changes as needed. So here's the thing. Uh, fear, hurt, anger, and guilt will come. That is a normal part of life. Those are normal emotions. There's nothing bad or wrong about those. And they are normal things that happen when you're with another person. Heck, they're normal when you're with your by yourself and paying attention. But you know, if you're, <laughs> let's say you go on a, a, an individual retreat and you're by yourself, you're not with any other people, you may or may not experience those emotions, but you might not, right? When you're with another person, you are guaranteed that at some point, fear, hurt, anger, and guilt are going to show up. It's an opportunity to heal and to grow and to become closer in a relationship. 
if you're in an egocentric relationship and fear her anger and guilt show up, which we know is a guarantee, what happens is it's, it's like, uh, thrown under the rug or, uh, it's seen as, you know, a negative thing and it causes a bad relationship. But when you're in a soul centric relationship, uh, there, there's no, uh, it's like a container of safe space to see it, to say, you know what? I see you right now. You're having a moment. I get it. Uh, what can I do to help you right now? And then afterwards say, all right, so you just had a moment. What happened? Where were you? What, where was your brain? What, what were you feeling? Like what, what triggered you? How can I help you get through this? Right? So I hope you, you caught a couple things in there. Number one, you know, uh, even in a soul centric relationship where you have two healthy whole individuals, there's opportunities for growth. There's opportunities to say, you know what? I still have places where I'm wounded and I'm blocked and I have uh, limitations. And the other person from a place of health and wholeness can say, how can I help you? Right? So there's love and support there. So ask yourself, you know, of all of these people that you spend the most time with, which category would they be in? Do you have an opportunity to step into your power and make some changes? And if so, what might those changes be? Even if you say, oh my gosh, Michelle, all of my special relationships are, are definitely in the egocentric. Okay. So where's your opportunity for growth? Uh, maybe those people are not able to uh, joyfully explore your wounds with you. How could you cultivate relationships with, with maybe somebody new, right? Or um, do that for yourself. So how could you explore your wounds joyfully with yourself? If this is something that you feel like you really want to step into and you just don't have the people, uh, please reach out to me. Uh, if that's something that you need one-on-one -on -one coaching for, let me know. Uh, I can definitely teach you how to joyfully explore your wounds. Uh, and if you, you need a group to be a part of, I've got several groups that, that you may be a good fit for. Just reach out to me. My email's in the description, uh, and, and we'll see if you're a good fit for those groups. Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.